Bridge Bank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to the risk takers, the game changers, and the disruptors. Bridge Bank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. Bridge Bank, be bold, venture wisely. Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable, human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, and welcome to The Bay, local news to keep you rooted. If your house was in danger from a wildfire, what would you take with you? It's a big question, but consider that on a much grander scale. That's what's happening in Sonoma County, home to a huge wine industry and the site of some of the Bay Area's most destructive wildfires. For years, residents have been debating the question this way. Should farm workers, in some circumstances, still be allowed to harvest wine grapes in evacuation zones? God forbid, in case there's a fire, people could actually get in and do the work they need to do, and I would love for it to be their choice, go to work and receive a paycheck because of it. When we're talking about a luxury crop like wine, and we're talking about an industry that is owned overwhelmingly by wealthy white people, that depends on the labor of working class people of color, immigrants and indigenous people who have to take the risk, we need to be honest about that. The Sonoma County Board of Supervisors voted last week to allow wine grape harvests to continue during wildfire evacuations for certain workers. Today, we talk with the press Democrats, Phil Barber, about the supervisor's decision and what workers want. We've had a lot of evacuation orders, 2017, 2019, 2020. Phil Barber is a reporter with the Press Democrat. When people have to leave their properties, there are agricultural properties included in that, where there are animals, where there are crops, and understandably, uh, the people who run those businesses have been asking for some access to that land in situations that are not great but not life-threatening. California passed an assembly bill, AB 1103, that sort of mandated counties come up with what at first they called a livestock pass, and they really were focused more on livestock. In some places, it grew to include agriculture. And so Sonoma County supervisors were weighing this county's program last year. It was a very contentious debate. And then at the end of August 2022, supervisors came up with the county's official Ag Pass program. Phil, what is 
the Ag Pass? What is it and how does it work? So it's basically a way to streamline checkpoints in evacuation zones. If the situation is life-threatening, everybody needs to get out. Now, if it's a farming area or a livestock area, that might be a lot of people trying to get in and tend to their livestock or tend to their crops. And so the Ag Pass is a way of streamlining that so people can apply for and receive identification cards that basically say, yes, this person can come through for this activity. And then, you know, that sheriff's deputy or whoever it is at the checkpoint can look at the card and then can just wave them through. So it's basically a way of making a chaotic situation a little bit less chaotic. And the county ultimately made a decision on this then. What did they decide back in 2022? The county listed a number of activities that would be permitted under the Ag Pass. The resolution specifically stated that harvest activities were not included in what they called critical agricultural activities. So no harvest. Now, read between the lines a little bit in Sonoma County, and we're primarily talking about grapes. How did farm worker and labor advocates view that decision at the time, Phil? It was a compromise that I believe they were happy with. They did not get the hazard pay that they had hoped for. Some employers do offer that, but it was not written into the resolution on a countywide basis. But, you know, I think they took it as a victory that harvest was not included in that because, you know, during 2017 especially, there were a lot of images of farm workers picking with pretty ominous skies in the background and, you know, air quality that that wasn't great. And there was a lot of outrage over that in the community generally. And so the fact that that had been excluded, um, I do think labor advocates took as a victory. Earlier this month, this question of whether wine grape harvest was a critical agricultural activity actually resurfaced. Can you talk about why it resurfaced? I have to say, I think it was a little shocking to most people that it did resurface. It was a really contentious debate in 2022, and it it seemed that the supervisors got to a resolution that most people uh, at least publicly seemed like they could live with. In June, there was a different supervisors meeting where there was a presentation on wildfire preparedness by various department heads within Sonoma County. And that's where we saw the Ag Pass program sort of re-enter the conversation enrollment was very low in the program. And that was raised as evidence that the program was not working. And so supervisors began to talk about it again. They scheduled it for a special session a week ago, last Tuesday. And that's where the debate sort of reopened. I know that was sort of the, I guess, 
front-facing rationale for why this debate reopened, but I know you actually learned a little bit more about why this debate has sort of come to the forefront again. And really, it has to do with efforts by the wine industry, right, to, to reopen this debate. I mean, no one is really saying that out loud, but the correspondence that we found amongst wine industry leaders and the supervisors made it pretty clear that that was certainly a factor. The emails reviewed by the Press Democrat show how the wine industry had been pushing supervisors for changes to the Ag Pass program since harvest season last year. In one email to county supervisors from Duff Bevel, a prominent grape owner, he highlighted the Ag Pass program in Stanislaus County, saying, quote, the supervisors saw the need for landowners to have access to their land and provide invaluable assistance to firefighters, all without putting every decision through the filter of social and equity justice. They certainly made the point that their livelihoods and the livelihoods of their workers depended on agriculture generally and harvest in particular because if those crops don't come in, there's no money for all the hard work you've done and basically you know, no one's going to wind up profiting on that. And there are a lot of people employed in agriculture here and especially in grapes. So that, that was certainly one of their arguments. Another was that the program was being administered in kind of an arbitrary way, allowing some activities, but not allowing others. In their eyes, the program was written and administered in kind of a heavy-handed way that didn't allow for the nuance that they thought was necessary. Coming up, we take you into another contentious meeting on the Ag Pass program and hear from the farm workers speaking out. Stay with us. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. Phil, I wonder if you could take me into the Board of Supervisors meeting last Tuesday. I know it was pretty chaotic, but can you tell me what the debate was like and who showed up? The debate became a bit contentious at times. There was a large group of farm workers there that had been organized 
by North Bay Jobs with Justice. They had a rally outside with a band with drums and, and horns, and a lot of folks went inside and stood in line to uh, deliver comments, some in English, some in Spanish. There were also medical professionals. Pretty much everybody spoke on behalf of farm worker safety. Hoy estoy aquí para darles a conocer que en los trabajos de los viñedos han ocurrido muchas injusticias. Hemos trabajado durante incendios. A, a lot of them spoke sort of generally about the difficult conditions working in bad air and smoky conditions and what that feels like. There was again sort of a call for hazard pay. Estoy para apoyar que también haya el pago extra por peligro cuando nosotros estamos trabajando. I strongly oppose the resolution to rescind the current program and replace it with a modified program with less restrictions uh, for the sheriff's department. Kareem Sanchez was one of the people who spoke before the Board of Supervisors. He is with the North Bay Organizing Project. I'm all too familiar with the mistrust uh, um, between the immigrant community and uh, the sheriff's department. Uh, I've been working closely with the family of David Pelaez Chavez, uh, who was an, uh, a recent immigrant uh, who was unjustly killed by the Sonoma County Sheriff's Department. He also noted that at the time of that meeting, Sonoma County was currently under a red flag warning. We had really bad air from fires that were far away. So we were sort of seeing, you know, on a small scale, some of the factors that people were talking about. And he left the supervisors with a question, which was basically, whose side are you on? Uh, will you be on the side of a few loud and wealthy companies in the local multi-million dollar wine industry who are asking to deregulate policies that were designed to keep workers safe? Or will you be on the side of the hardworking immigrant community whose labor and knowledge makes our whole economy function? There was a lot of discussion about the sheriff's office. You know, that emerged as the other big battle line. Mi nombre es Gervasio Peña López. Cuanto oficiales se encargan de imponer una póliza o algo, nuestra comunidad que grandemente es una, un gran porcentaje inmigrante, perdemos la confianza. A lot of them made it clear that in their minds, involvement of the sheriff's office is a hindrance to getting people signed up. And there's some precedents there in Sonoma County in particular, right? Just between interactions that, that folks have had with the sheriff's office and ICE in the county, as well as a, a shooting of a, a farm worker there, right? That's correct. Sheriff Eddie Ingram has emphasized that his office does not routinely ask for immigration status, but Sonoma County Sheriff's Office has in some ways cooperated with ICE. There are other counties nearby that do not at all, and, you know, people have noticed that. And then, uh, you know, another issue was in 2022, uh, Sheriff's deputy shot to death a farm worker named David Peleas Chavez, who deputies had pursued through rugged 
wooded territory. Um, he was perhaps having, you know, some sort of episode, reached for a rock and they shot him dead. And he was a farm worker. And I think other farm workers took stock of that. Was there anyone from the wine industry at this meeting? There was at least one vineyard owner, but she spoke also on behalf of farm worker safety and giving them more protection. So I recognized a couple of people from the wine industry, but they did not speak. So really the only people taking up the industry point of view were a couple of the supervisors. The sheriff to interpret the term critical agricultural activities in a way that considers and promotes public safety, then I think that's within your authority to do today, if you so choose. And that would include harvest. What did the supervisors ultimately decide to do here? They changed the existing Ag Pass program in one significant way, and that is to clarify how harvest activities fit into the program and to make it clear that harvest can and might be allowed at the discretion of the sheriff's office. But my point is, as if there were a fire today, no one would be allowed within the evacuation zone, whether you wanted to work or not. So David Rabbit, uh, his district is in the southern part of Sonoma County, a lot of ag. David, I think it'd be fair to say, is a little more conservative than a couple of the other supervisors. Rabbit made no bones about the fact that he had always wanted harvest included in the Ag Pass. We sit here in fire season without a viable Ag Pass program, and that's why I understood it came back, because we want more than 15% of uh, folks out there to sign up for this thing and actually implement it, and God forbid, in case there's a fire, people could actually get in and do the work they need to do and or, and I would love for it to be their choice, go to work and receive a paycheck because of it. Some points that he made over and over was it shouldn't be up to the Board of Supervisors to determine how safe a situation is, that we have public safety officials like the sheriff's office who get paid to do that work, they know best. And sort of a similar point, he thought it w it didn't really make sense for the Board of Supervisors to decide which activities are most vital for a governmental body to say, well, you know, milking cows and transporting cattle, yes, critical, but harvesting grapes, not critical. Well, it, it does seem striking to me that the wine industry essentially got what it wanted at the end of the day on this debate, even though most people at the meeting were against the change and also that no one from the wine industry was even there arguing their side. And yet they just they won. It's a pretty good indication of how powerful the wine industry is here. I thought it was telling people from some of the larger wineries, some of the larger grape growing operations, and especially the Wine Growers Alliance and coalitions like that didn't feel the need to show up at this meeting. I think they had already stated their case individually to the Board of Supervisors, even though the discussion that night from community members was very one-sided, it wasn't that side that 
ultimately uh, got what it wanted on this issue. What will farm worker advocates do next, given that the wine industry just got this big win? Very good question that I think a lot of people are looking at now. This issue is not going away. Climate change will continue to worsen, but workers are more organized than they've ever been. Max Bell Alper is the executive director of North Bay Jobs with Justice, and he sort of signaled his thoughts on that when he addressed the supervisors that night. And we need to be honest here about what we're talking about. No one here is opposed to going and milking cows. But when we're talking about a luxury crop like wine, and we're talking about an industry that is owned overwhelmingly by white people, that depends on the labor of working class, people of color, immigrants and indigenous people who have to take the risk, we need to be honest about that and, and that this issue is not going away. After making those points, he said, Workers are left with no option but to take collective action. And when they do that, we invite the board and the staff to be out there in solidarity with the workers. North Bay Jobs with Justice is not a union. Whether there could be enough organized effort to really you know, execute some sort of major labor action around harvest or, you know, around the Ag Pass program remains to be seen. But those words have to scare the industry a little bit. Well, I mean, Phil, this is at the end of the day, a voluntary program, right? Like farm workers will have to apply to get access to land in evacuation zones during wildfires. But they also don't have to if they don't want to. So why does it matter that the county decided what it did? It, it is very true that this is all voluntary. I think the rebuttal to that would be in the economy that we're in and in the county we're in, which is a very expensive place to live, the reality is people who don't have a lot of money and don't have a lot of opportunity sort of have to take the work they can get. And if you're an agricultural worker in the North Bay, you're not going to make more money doing, you know, any other agricultural work than in grapes, in wine grapes. And so I think the argument is those workers simply would not feel comfortable saying no to that work because they know if they do, there's eight people in line for those jobs. So yes, it's voluntary, but it also comes with a lot of financial pressures. Phil, how might you describe why this is such a big deal and, and why this should matter to the whole region? The wine industry specifically, but you know, agriculture in general is very important, not only to the economy in the North Bay, but sort of the way of life and, and self-image of the region. A lot revolves around wine grapes here. It's a central part of the economy here, which makes any wine-related issues important. At the same time, what you have butting heads with that 
is sort of this, I'll say post-pandemic, even though we're clearly not all the way out of it, but post-pandemic realization by a lot of workers that they've been exploited over the years and they've settled for jobs and wages and working conditions that now they're not as comfortable with. So I do think that there are some pretty interesting and valid competing interests here. Well, Phil, thank you so much for uh, sharing your reporting and your expertise on Sonoma County with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it, too. That was Phil Barber, a reporter with the Press Democrat. This conversation with Phil was cut down and edited by senior editor Alan Montecilio. It was pitched and produced by me. Maria Esquinka scored this episode and added all the tape. The Bay is a production of KQED in San Francisco. I'm Erica Cruz Guevara. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey, what's up? I'm Erica Cruz Guevara, the host of The Bay. Donations keep independent journalism alive and healthy. And you support outstanding journalism when you support KQED. So if you haven't yet, check out donate.kqed.org slash podcasts. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcasts with an S. 